Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'ez Sashem, BPM number 61. That's Bayez Primi, Shir for Men, Shir number 61. The Sheva Brachas, if you think about it and analyze it, it's not just for the Sheva Brachas, it's a lesson for all of married life, even if you're married a long time. And thus, this Bracha of Sameach Tesamach Reim Ahuvim, that uh, great abundant joy to all the, those loving friends. Like you bestowed gladness on your created beings in the Garden of Eden of old. We're asking in this bracha that a chasan and kala be granted as loving friends a special joy, a joy that breaks all physical boundaries a joy that creates a certain happiness that allows us to soar to higher places emotionally, physically, spiritually. And this joy of this sixth bracha was experienced by Adam and Chava in the Gan Eden before the Chet, before the sin of the Eitzadas. Before that we left, we, we were in an existence of, of a unity, but since that chait and all through the gullus, we are living a fragmented life. Um, it's, things are not clear. We don't believe we're worthy. And the joy has been diminished and we have doubts. But Baruch Hashem, we have the Taira, Taira Schayim, the light of the Taira, to give us that light and to help us get to that point of to experience a life in a certain level, even for before Eitzadas, to, to basically heal the fragmentation that we're feeling and to bring a unified whole to our lives. The word Simcha is not just being happy, you know, smiling, and it's a state of mind. And the Chazal bring down, it's brought down in Rav Sham Shafal Hirsch Alatayra, in Barashas, Perak, Beis, Pasuk, Hey, and in other places, that Simcha is connected to the word Tzmicha, which is growth. Happiness is, is derived from growing towards your spiritual potential. The Zaya brings down that B'Simcha, B'Simcha in happiness, is the letters of Machshava, or contemplation of thought, which means happiness is totally, is dependent on understanding machshava, understanding our unique place in the world. So the word simcha is a very deep word. Sham mayach is another way to put it. Over there is your head, meaning where your head is. If you have a positive mindset, you're besimcha. Mashiach and simcha share three of the same letters, same idea, that La'asad Lavai, the B'yas Gael, and the B'yas Mashiach, will experience that healthy Simcha. So the idea is, is that this Simcha is what we're wishing on a Chassan and Kala, and we're wishing on every husband and wife to get that glimmer of that intense joy of a reunion that takes place in marital intimacy. The famous words once quoted that sex is not 
sex is what you do. And intimacy is who you do it with. Meaning that there's a big difference between sex, which is a function of animals, and intimacy, which is a function of human beings. Chimpanzees mate, ants mate, elephants mate, but they're not intimate. You know, even though you have a few animals, penguins, doves, that stick to their mate all the days of their lives, that is something biological, inborn in their nature without any free will whatsoever. So it's good to see it and to learn from it. Like Mishle says, you should learn from these animals' positive behaviors, but they, again, don't have free will, and it's just part of their build buildup. So they're also primarily simply mating. Only a human being can be intimate. But the bottom line is, is we are still a physical body. We have a goof too. We're not just an ashama. So the intimacy to share and to experience needs to have physical expression. And that's the idea of Aina. So the idea is, is this marriage, is a marriage between a husband and wife, but with Hashem being there. Because Hashem is one with the husband and with the wife because they are connected, their souls are connected to Hashem. And when you are connected to Hashem, that's when you connect each other. You know, it's very, very, I think some people have this concept in their mind that when you bring Hashem into your lives or into your home or into your bedroom, it decreases the love and intimacy. And the total opposite is true. Yeah, there should not be a certain uh, depression or fear or, or something like that, unhealthy aspects of some extreme concepts of, you know, being overly, uh, uh, not not having a pleasant way of Taira, but in the of Taira, in the pleasant beauty of Taira, when you, and you have the right mindset of it and you have the right perception of, of Hashem, as a loving father, that's a toiv mative. So then when you bring him into your lives, if you, a husband and wife together bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into their bedroom, their love is deepened and enhanced and their physical pleasure is more intense because the Shechina is there. This is again a misconception that people have by thinking that it creates a weight or a distraction, or a reserve. And no, that's not the case. Therefore, the idea is, you know, people make this mistake. You know, we, we think that without any restrictions at all, without any context, without having any concept of tznias or kedusha, then we would have more fun, and we would enjoy the life more fully. And the truth is, is that... That is false. That's not just because we want to be from, and uh, it's 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 a simple false thing. And even the secular world in the science now, they're they're pretty much verifying this. So the idea being is is that the physical intimacy is it, it, it is indeed with healthy people, 
It's a non-negotiable aspect of marriage. It is an ikker. It's not the ikker. It is an ikker. It is a very important point. It cannot be removed. But the idea is, and this is true, again, science backs it up now very clearly, not that we need it, but I still want to emphasize it, is that the assumption that the secular world had made for the longest time, and some of us are prey to having these thoughts in our imagination, that unbridled indulgence, just just simply throwing everything away, throwing the tzniyas off, throwing the inhibitions off, and just being purely indulgent in the sexual realm, to think that it brings greater sexual fulfillment and pleasure is just simply not true, as based in studies when they study the subject of sexual satisfaction. It is not the case. For example, in the book Holy Intimacy, it's brought down this uh, study that the University of Chicago surveyed over 3,400 Americans aged 19 through 59, and found that monogamous married couples, that mean married couples that they don't, uh, they're not, they're faithful to one another, one husband, one wife, and their sexuality is only towards each other, that they report the highest sexual satisfaction. In another study, they, there was a study for 100,000 women, and the most strongly religious women were more responsive sexually than all other women which is the opposite of what we are told, that the religion stifles it. Now, and sometimes, in certain cultures of it, whatever it is, it, it, it could, but it doesn't. There's no reason that it, sh- it should. A husband and wife, when they merit the Shechina rests between them. When the Shechina rests between them, they are happy and they are joyous. They are whole, physically and spiritually alike, as one. Ish and Isha, Rashi says, it's a famous yisoid that the yud of the ish and the hey and the isha represents who they are, and it's the two names, two were two letters that form yudka, which is the shame avaya, and that shame represents Hashem's presence in the marriage. But if they don't give the yud and hey, and though they don't put it in themselves, and they don't put it in their lives with one another, then Hashem pulls away his name from them, and you only have ish, a consuming fire that destroys. So the idea is, is that there is a certain beauty when sexuality is, mis- is used in the right way. It's well known in the Parshish Kisisa. You see Rashi talks about it, how Hashem's reaction was when Moshe saw that the Jewish women donated their copper mirrors towards the construction of the Kiar. And it says, Hayamayes Moshe Bahen. It doesn't just say he just didn't like it. He was revolted by the idea. He thought and he perceived these mirrors to be vanity, to be empty. And Hashem had the reverse reaction, the opposite, 180 degrees opposite. Chavivin olay min He didn't just say, oh, it's not mias, it's okay. 
He said, Chavivin Alai. It's more beloved to me. And again, it's fascinating because again, it's 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 the mirrors that the Jewish wives used to encourage their husbands both to have children and to be with them and to give them hope. And they use these mirrors to beautify themselves and be flirtatious, quote-unquote, with their husbands, to arouse their husbands. And they were Nushim Tzidkaniyas. And Hashem basically told Moshe that these behaviors towards their husbands, even though they were sexual, were intentional, sacred acts to build Klai Yisrael and to give chizik to their husbands. And that is the greatest material that we could have to bring into the Kiar, where every Koyin prepares going into the Beis HaMikdash to, to purify themselves. It is a fascinating, fascinating aside. And this is the idea, the Kiar is, represents in a certain way something more special than any other Kali. Yes, other Kalim had gold and silver and copper, but the mirrors sparkled. They were presented by the women and they sparkled. The mirrors, and they got to the Kali of the Avaida of how you metar yourself every single day to get ready to do the Avaida. And therefore, don't think that they were less virtuous because of this, but it was their amuna and purity of heart, of motivation that made this the highest thing and the most beautiful thing. This is the idea, which is hard for many to understand, on how something very physical and very coarse or very, quote-unquote, pl- uh, you know, pleasurable. And the, but the bottom line is, is that is where Hashem wants you to bring Him in the most. And when you do that, it's a special nachas ruach to him. Fascinating also is that when you talk of the, the dimensions of the kiar are not mentioned in the taira. The aron had a certain measurement, the shulchan, the menaira, the mizbeach, and so on. The, the, and, but the kiar not. And the Ebenezer says a chiddush there. He said that. The, the, the Hashem wanted every mirror that was offered by the women to be included in the kir, and therefore the kir would be as large as necessary. If they gave more mirrors, the kir would have been larger. If they gave less mirrors, it would have been smaller. But the bottom line is Hashem wanted all the mirrors to be included, whatever was given, because that was how much it was beloved by Him. And that is the idea of the Munapshuta that they had, the pure love Takadish Baruchu the love for their people, the love for their husbands, the love for Am Yisrael, that they use this kayak that they had in the most positive, most beautiful way. And this is what the Ramban says in the Yeres HaKodesh, when a husband and wife unite with the right kavana, there's nothing holier or more virtuous than that. And that is really a tremendous yesaid. 
It's kedai to write this down. It's kedai to remember this. When it's done with the proper intent. And I'm going to say again, proper intent means you can enjoy it immensely. Perfectly fine. That's also L'Shem Shemayim. There's nothing more holy and virtuous. We even say the Egele Tal brings down in the Agdama that the Vaharevna, the, the sweetness, the enjoyment you have from learning Torah when you develop that sweetness, that doesn't take away from your schar because you're enjoying it, because it's pleasurable. Adarabah, that is a chilek of the mitzvah, Vaharevna. The sweetness of the Torah is part of the chilek of the mitzvah. It's a hider mitzvah. Does not only takes that doesn't take away Yeshar, it increases Yeshar because that's the way Hashem wants the Torah to be learned. Similarly, here Hashem is a Taivamatev. He wants to give pleasure. He wants to be with a husband and wife, the Yud in the Ish and the He in the Isha, when they're together. That's the Kaidash Akadosh and that's the Kruvan, the male and female, right on top of the Urin. Because the intimacy she shared with our spouses is the holiest aspect of our lives. Right on top of the Aaron is how it's represented. And that is Chavav Ta'kadosh Baruch So therefore, we need to understand this and recognize this and realize what special matana we have and a responsibility to use it right. But when it's used right, it's one of the greatest matanas that you could give one another, that you could give HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by using this kayach of physical intimacy in the right way, the way it's meant to be, which brings a simcha sachayim, it brings a harmony between us, the soul and the body, where they both are unified with the same purpose, and it brings shalom in the homes, and it brings shalom to the world, and that's how ultimately we're going to be zeichet to Geula. We said this very, very often, and it's so true that the Beis Hamikdash will be built when every home, Jewish home, the more Jewish homes that are built, those are bricks. Some use it with the form of a mitzvah, right? Every mitzvah that you do with bro forms a brick. Every Jewish home that's built creates an edifice that brings us closer to the Geula Shleimah B'mehri Yemenu. Brach and